Well, there's plenty of inconceivable to discuss uh, that we can uh, get to. Uh, one of them was, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll save the story about the uh, Rory Harmon uh, uh, triple-double drama and let you know. First of all, got a couple of uh, airline or at least air travel stories for you. One with a good ending, one not so much. Okay. First of all. Let's do the good one first. All right, here's the good one. Uh, this happened over the weekend, and an 18-year-old young man named Brock Peters, who had received Brock his... Brock Lesnar? No, Brock Peters, had received his pilot's license just four months earlier, was taking his grandmother and two cousins on a flight across Southern California. It was this, actually this happening. Is an 18-year-old with his pilot's license? Yep. Oh, there's lots of guys get their pilot's license earlier than that. Jeez. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, his career goal is to become an airline pilot. And he takes off. They're 5,500 feet in the air, and the engine just died on him. And it was a single-engine aircraft. So the engine dies. So he had just minutes left to make an emergency landing. And so he tells his family, he says, I'm going to land the plane. And his grandmother starts crying and making all kinds of noise. He said, but he kind of blocked it out. He said, I was completely focused on the plane. It was just me and the plane coming down and getting everyone down safe. So he was landing the flight. This happened on Monday of this week, and he's a community college student. He started flying at age 16 to get to your uh, the question okay. about that. So then he sees one road that he can land on, and he has to be careful because there's hills and bumps. He's got to be on a flat surface. He sees power lines. He's got to dodge and weave, and he lands it on Route 66, <laughs> the old that's, Route 66 route. So uh, he said, "What? What?" They said, "What's your message?" He said, "Stay calm. Remember your training. Trust in God." He just, I love the thrill of it. I love the speed. I love seeing things from the air. It's a different perspective. Two things. If I was on that plane, one, I would need a new pair of pants after landing. Yeah. Uh, two, makes me really question my life. I hadn't done anything like that by the time I was 18. <laughs> I was just looking forward to being able to buy lottery tickets and some dip for my friends at the convenience store. That's pretty much, yeah. that's pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> so, uh, Lotto tickets for me. Yeah. So I love the headline, Teen Pilot Makes Emergency Landing on Route 66. So I, lo- I love the headline on that deal. Okay, so that was the good right. story. That, that was a really good story, so I'm guessing the bad must be pretty, pretty rough. Well, you tell me. It wasn't about airline travel so much. It was about a ground crew worker working uh, a shift in Montgomery, Alabama. And off to a bad start. Yeah, and he was working uh, a regional jet, which is... Off of Piedmont Airlines, which is two a, red flags. That's a subsidiary of American Airlines. So um, uh, Piedmont used to be a full-fledged airline where I was growing up in North Carolina, but now it's just a regional jet service thing. Yeah, he was working on that and was what was called <clears throat> ingested into the engine of the aircraft. Ooh, working a shift. He got sucked into the engine Ugh. there. He did not survive. See, I was thinking this might be like defecating in luggage or something or something nefarious, which I now I wish it was that. The aircraft was parked at the gate, and he got sucked into the jet engine. <laughs> did you do it inside of luggage because you didn't want anybody to see what you had to do? 
Or no, does he do I it think to you be... just do that to be a jerk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, I don't want anybody to see this. Where yeah. am I going to hide it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig, you've done enough air travel. You've been on some of those, like, connecting flights to, yeah. like, Flying American or Delta, where it's, like, mm-hmm. the, the offshoot subsidiary. Oh, yeah. It, it can be, it's a roll of the dice. There's no doubt. Speaking of which, you're going to like this, uh, air travel. I, you've probably not heard of Ryanair, like R-Y-A-N. It's all one word, Ryanair. If your airline's named after a now-defunct buffet restaurant, I'm yeah. probably not flying on uh, your planes. Certainly these folks in London feel that way. They were supposed to fly from London to uh, Zagreb, Croatia. Okay? And there were people being headed down a hallway... You know how it is when you when you get off the jet bridge, you go down those long corridors sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody closed the doors on both corridors and trapped 23 people in a corridor. And they got locked in there for half an hour. Oh. Missed the flight because they got locked. They were banging on the doors. Nobody's opening. The door. Finally, there was a fire alarm in there, and somebody pulled the fire alarm. And and then somebody comes, what are you pulling the fire alarm for? What are you people doing in here? We're supposed to get on the flight. <laughs> So, uh, the part of about 23 passengers on board, a spokesperson for Ryanair said human error had led to the passengers being unable to exit the pre-boarding area doors and regrettably missing the flight. You want to talk about CYA here. Um, they, they, uh, it's their, their actual statement said, due to a human error by handling staff at London Sandstead Airport, a small number of passengers could not exit the pre-boarding area doors and regrettably missed their flight to Zagreb. The error was soon realized, however. The flight had already departed. They were given overnight accommodation and ferried out to uh, Croatia the next day. Speaking of my wisecrack at the beginning of this story, if anybody knows where there's a Ryan's buffet that's still open, please let me know. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Is there really? Yep. How did... Yep. Craig, that that information would have been useful when I was there this yeah. time, last summer. Yeah, it was on the North Myrtle Beach area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Ryan's. Ryan's is like the... What Ryan's is to buffet is what Bucky's is to truck stops. Okay. And rest stops. Or Luby's to cafeterias. That's nah, way better than Luby's. <laughs> okay. Ryan's was so good. Well, you can still hit Sirloin Stockade there in Round Rock on I-35. It's That's still, still rolling. Still kicking. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, Snoop, here's one other thing. Uh, remember I did the uh, the list of the most popular words? And remember gaslighting for Merriam-Webster's 2022 yes. Word of the Year? Well, now... Uh, there is a group from Michigan's Lake Superior State University. They have the terms that they say should be banished. And right at the top of the list is GOAT. Greatest of all time. Saying it's overused. It's, it is it's overused. misapplied. It says nominators and judges alike took issue with the phrase with one disgruntled contributor lamenting that the terminology is applied to everyone and everything from athletes to chicken wings. Was uh, was LL Cool J the first person to really bring that Did to I the forefront? That's, I was thinking that too, Snoop. Here's some other phrases. Inflection point. This, the judges say, is both overused and misused as a, quote, mathematical term that entered everyday parlance and lost its original meaning, inflection point. Quiet quitting. 
What? Quiet quitting. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. You know that? that? That some say it means it's doing the bare minimum at work. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't mean to use Moore's name in vain, but yeah, that's, that's terrible when it happens. I don't know quitting. how you can abolish a term that I didn't even know existed, but okay. I've heard of that. Uh, the judges say it's trendy but inaccurate. In fact, the nominators say the real meaning behind it is simply normal job performance and nothing more than companies complaining about workers refusing to be exploited. The, uh, on that. What about paradigm shift? Is that on there? I like to sneak in paradigm shift. It's not, but absolutely is. Absolutely. What? First made the list in 1996. The word is apparently frequently said too loudly by annoying people who think they're better than you. Sounds like it comes with a guarantee when that may not be the case. Absolutely. It is what it is. It's people that have way too much time on their hands. This one was first banished in 2008 for overuse, misuse, and uselessness. The phrase's reentry <laughs> sparked angry responses from nominators. Of course it is what it is. What else would it be? It'd be weird if it wasn't what it wasn't. Can we just make a campaign to let it be known that irregardless is not a word? It's on the phrase. It's Good. on the list. They that said it's not a word. Regardless works just as well. I remember John Madani years ago, a friend and colleague. Somebody said, irregardless. He goes, no, no, no. You could say, without regard to. And I said, but that's ending a, preposi- a phrase of the preposition yes. there. Uh, another one, moving forward, I pointed out. Included for misuse, overuse, and uselessness. And finally, Snoop, hmm. gaslighting. After Merriam-Webster said it was the word of the year, they say no. They say the word is overused and misused and disconnects the term from the sinister physiological manipulation it truly is associated with. I like Jeff Mudd on the Specs text line. Can we stop circling back to the term circling back? <laughs> I love that. Uh, it, it wasn't on there. I'm trying to see if there's... I think that's all of the ones I had there. Yeah, for this one. So uh, there they are. The uh, the list that should be banned. The banished list, says Lake Superior State. Alright. We have hour number two of Light the Tower coming up here on the Horn. 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local and digital on the Horn app and hornfm.com. Hey folks, it's Bucky here, and I want to tell you about one of my good friends over at Syntex Tickets, Shelby, the best local sources for tickets you need. Syntex Tickets has tickets for every event, from college football to college basketball, NFL, soccer, the theater, Las Vegas, and of course, Broadway, South by Southwest, MotoGP, and the PGA. Syntex Tickets is also the best source of tickets for the University of Texas and for future Longhorn and A&M tickets and more. Visit SyntexTickets.com. Yo, Shelby, get them to me, and get them to me quick. Second hour of Life the Tower on the Horn. Craig Gray, Jeff Howe with you. And uh, glad to have you with us here in the uh, second hour uh, of the program. Uh, clean up from hour number one on the Specs text line at 337-3776. Our man CB says, how come Darren Woodson isn't in the Hall of Fame already? He was named a finalist yesterday. He was, uh, as was DeMarcus Ware. And I think they're both probably going to get in. Yeah. Darren Woodson's the Cowboys' all-time leading tackler. That's got to mean something. You would think. Three Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. One would would, uh, certainly be that. Uh, The other thing CB said was 14 years ago, Craig was in Glendale, Arizona for the 2009 Fiesta Bowl. Still can't believe they threw a flag on Quan Cosby. Um, You know, I had a lot of fun. I got a lot of mileage out of that with Quan. 
over the years about him drawing that unsportsmanlike for that dive into the end zone there when he the caught the pass. necessary dive into the it end zone. It was necessary, and he was just irate that the officials threw the flag as a celebratory flag. Uh, that fortunately they did not uh, that they did not deem that he did that prior to crossing the plane of the goal line because they could have marked it. Remember how they were doing it back then? You can mark it back 15 yards. We saw that happen in Waco once against Baylor. Somebody for Texas scored a touchdown, was celebrating on it. It was a defensive back or a punt return or something, and it got marked from the spot of the celebration and went back 15 yards off of that. But, uh, yeah, I I gave Quan a lot of grief about that because I knew it could push his button (laughs) on that deal. It's like, yeah, it's a great catch, final catch of your career, and you draw a 15-yard penalty for celebrating. And he goes, I would not. I had to get into the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. By the way, they were going to catch you, really. Yeah, but, but but it, it was. <laughs> I think it was necessary, or just just to make sure that he was going to get in. There was what twenty six seconds to go in the ball game when he caught that and was taking it in for that win over Ohio State. And and that game, by the way, gets kind of largely lost or forgotten in the minds of a lot of Longhorn yeah. fans simply because of what happened in 08 with the Crabtree catch and everything that happened there. And then what happened in 09 the next year, that was one of my favorite games. People ask me all the time, you know, about whatever. That's one of my favorite games to call was that was that Fiesta Bowl following a great game with Ohio State back and forth. And it ends with Cosby in his final catch uh, of, of his career, taking it in for the touchdown off the pass as Colt McCoy brought him. That, that that was cold at Colts best. Remember, he scored a touchdown mm-hmm. running in that game, and and uh, it was it was great. It, it uh, really was. Two things about that game. One, I remember Luke Pellman full mullet on yep. the bench waving the towel. I remember that. Sure, uh, Luke also, Pellman, old school. Uh, Brenham, very good. Come on, Craig. Yeah, I know. It's you. Uh, so you did that, that's 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 Harrison Ford from uh, Return <laughs> of the Jedi when when Luke keeps telling him, and don't forget, we need this, and we need this. He goes, Hey. It's me. <laughs> you know. Uh, notable Buckeyes on that team. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins and Benny Wells were both taken in the first round yep. in the uh, 09 draft. James Laurinaitis. Absolutely. Son of the late uh, Road Warrior Animal, by the uh, way. A brief St. Louis Ram for a yes. time after that. Uh, current Ohio State receivers coach Brian Hartline, one of the yep. best recruiters in the country. Marcus Freeman was on that Notre Dame mm-hmm. team. Or Notre Dame team on Ohio that Ohio State, State team. Brian Hartline had a big catch in that game, I remember, um, as well. But it was it was a lot of Terrell fun. Terrell Pryor pre-Tattoo Gate? Yes. I, um, I Imagine now that we're in the NIL world, that's what brought yeah. down Jim Trestle in Ohio State. Guys basically, swapping, what is NIL? Basically. Swapping autographs for tattoos. Yeah. Um, the other thing I remember that I really enjoyed in part of it was, like I said, it was, it, it was a, uh, a BCS bowl game, what would be classified as a New Year's Six now. Mm-hmm. And it was a great game. Also, that was the week uh, the, uh, the 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 Longhorn men's basketball team was off that week. The Texas women's team was playing in a tournament in San Diego at the Jenny Craig Pavilion, which is also known as the Slim Gym. Uh, so, uh, uh, and and they were playing and in, in, in that tournament, and it was Gail Gastoncourt's first season as head coach, I believe, or second, and. Um, I remember hopping in a car in a red car because on the off days, I went back and forth to San Diego from Phoenix. So you're talking about a drive through the desert back up there and then back for the for the tournament. So it was it was a good week and it was a fun week and all that, and it was climaxed by that, that, that great Fiesta Bowl game. 
for Texas, that was two wins over Ohio State in a four-year span. Yeah. They went two and one against the Buckeyes during that during that time frame. Um, so uh, more cleanup from Howard and Somebody said, the one that always gets me, says Nick in San Angelo, is when people say they could care less. So you actually do care by saying, well, I could care less. <laughs> so in other words, you do care then yeah. instead of I could care less. Right. Instead of, you know, I couldn't care less. Some uh, female listener 17 says, ban these. Resiliency and comfortability. Yeah, comfortability is kind of the Department of Redundancy Department. I mean, just say just comfort, <laughs> you, know, you know, whatever. Uh, somebody asked, uh, can we expect Gene Watts to come on the show anytime soon? Looking for an off-season Major League Baseball fix? A little hot stove for you? Uh, yeah, uh, Gino and I stay in pretty regular uh, contact and conversation. I'm sure we'll have him on uh, just around the corner. Sooner should be banned. Earlier should be used. Earlier than later. <laughs> and thank you, not a nap guy, for that picture of the bear sitting at someone's window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just sitting there with the little, out Animals there. doing human things is yeah. always going to be hilarious. And the bear just kind of leaning on the windowsill there. Uh, Longhorn, hey, how's it going? Uh, Longhorn bear, at the end of the day, please stop saying at the end of the day. Um, at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? Uh, well, at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody said, LL, you guys were talking about a goat. LL made it popular. But the first I remember it being referenced was all uh, was Ali. Ali. Yeah, Ali, and predates that album by five to seven uh, years. Probably, okay. Wow. Probably even, I mean, I'm the greatest of all time. Did he call himself the GOAT? Yeah. CB pointing out Brandon Collins yeah. came up huge in that game. And, and oh, of course, Brandon James Collins. Kirkendall had the big fourth down catch. That yeah. drive does not continue toward the game. If Kirkendall doesn't get the ball, and it barely made the first down marker, and and I said as they were dragging the chains, I said, "Hold your breath." Uh, and it was just by the tip of the football that Round Rock's own James Kirkendall got that first down, and it kept the drive alive. There were a couple things with the 0-8-0-9. Not not much was wrong. And I know people can look at well, what if you know Jermichael Finley and Jamal Charles had come back? Okay, but those guys were you know most likely gone anyway. Um, the, the the things from those two seasons that I remember: 0-8, If Blaine Irby doesn't get hurt against Rice. Because he was becoming a yep. really big part of what they were doing. Absolutely. And then the following year, if Brandon Collins is around, because remember that was the time he'd gotten in some trouble, if Brandon Collins is around and if DJ Grant doesn't destroy his knee, mm-hmm. was it the first practice? Yeah. Of yeah. 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 Because you had back to back years where two two guys that by the time they got able to play, I won't say healthy because I don't think either one was ever fully healthy. They definitely weren't back to what they could mm-hmm. be. There are two guys that had NFL skill sets mm-hmm. as tight ends. So you see, Longhorn fans, there's more than just Colt against Alabama in 09 with the big what-ifs. <laughs> there were other Which should make you well. appreciate Jatavian Sanders because that's how long it's been since Texas had a legit five-tool tight end. If Andrew Beck is listening right now, he'll mm-hmm. want to punch me in the face. But appreciate some of the tight ends Texas has had, but... Need a five-tool guy, and Jatavian Sanders is that guy. Uh, Beaver Lance Jason says, I love that shot of Colt scoring in the end zone. Arms out. Uh, look at me, your real McCoy Heisman. I don't think he was saying that at the time, but he got in. But 08 was the year he should have won it. People say 09. No, 08. 08, I, 08 was the year he should have won it. I felt like 09. I felt like Ndamukong Sue should have been your Heisman winner. If you're talking about the Fair. best player in college football. Yeah. Yes, Ndamukong Sue almost single-handedly kept Texas out of the national championship. Yeah, yeah, he did. So I yeah it was something else. Uh, a couple other the other things about these uh, words that should be banned. 
uh, conversate. Yeah. You converse with someone. You don't conversate. People don't like the way they use the word marinate. Well, let me marinate on that a little bit. Well, let mm-hmm. that marinate a little bit. I've, I've had I've had text line complaints. Stop that. Yeah, people saying stop that. Uh, that's besides the point. Another one I can go to is that it is the point. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, somebody said it was Powell in 05 was there against Baylor. There were more UT fans there, yeah. The, the back of those games with Floyd Casey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the that was the fifteen yard I, uh, uh, celebration penalty there. I had a very prominent Longhorn alum once tell me a line uh, involving attendance at uh, Baylor Texas games with Floyd Casey that involves disparaging a very small community in the greater Waco area. So I'll refrain from using it. But uh, it's interesting, interesting groups of fans that went to the. Uh, the Baylor games in Waco. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, and, and our good friend Tom McKay on the Specs text line says, Banning? Banishing? Canceled? Words? Shut the hell up! It all means nothing. Say whatever you want, whatever you want. Wherever you want. Tom, should you also add, hug your wife and... and oh, no, anyway, hug your kids and... Anyway. Uh, uh, blind Longhorn fans says, Banned using the word don't when it's supposed to be doesn't. Banned using that one. Uh, uh, Robert and Giddings says... Is Brandon Collins old school Cameron? Nope, he would also be a Burnham yeah. Cub. Uh, Billy Pittman, yep. old school Cameron. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it says, I don't know if this fits, but my dad says Walmart's when describing his visit to one Walmart. It drives me crazy, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, irregardless of how you feel. Honestly, I could care less. Well done, legalized it. You know, um, my they, wife's smallest grandma says Walmart. Yeah. So uh, Dave Garrett and I had this conversation. His grandmother used to say uh, Walmarts with a K and an S. Go down to Walmarts. And, and he said they would even ask, Grandma, how do you spell that? Spell what? Walmart. W-A-L-M-A-R-T. Okay. So we're going down to Walmarts? She would say, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, it's uh, People misuse literally all the time. It's yes. annoying. Literally all the time they do that. Yeah. So uh, he literally yeah. does this. No, no, that's not. He doesn't literally do that. He actually does. <laughs> like he literally, he was literally, he literally had horns coming out of his head. No, no, that's not the proper usage. There. CB says, and I think he's right on this. It was Ramon's Taylor who got penalized. Oh, is that, that what you were thinking about? Yeah, the fifteen yard. It was. It was. It was Ramon's uh, who got penalized. Diving. Yeah, he did a like a front flip into the end zone, yeah. walk in touchdown. Yeah, Baylor. yeah, and and they walked it back fifteen yards. You know, I was covering that. I was covering Baylor at that time. Yeah, that's right. And you were in your Cub, not to, no no uh, no uh, pun intended. You were in your Cub reporting yeah. days covering the Baylor Bears. And Baylor was they finished five and six that year. Came really close to bowl eligibility. They were competitive in every game they played, mm-hmm. except that one. When it's sixty two nothing, fifty six. Nope. Uh, I'm trying to think. I thought they had a couple of 62. Six- yeah, because the the 2003 game in Waco was 56. Yeah, they had. I think they had two 62 to nothing wins over Baylor during that stretch <laughs> during those years. So the two the, the 62 o, the and o, a 41 nothing. The 03 game was. I think the o, the 41 nothing was Rod's senior year, if I remember right. No two. Yeah. The 56 nothing in 03. Yeah. My brother, my brother Joe, is an unabashed Baylor fan, and there's a shot. It was in. It was in. It wasn't on the the front sports page, but inside the Austin American Statesman, there was a picture of Roy Williams going into the end zone and sticking the ball over the pylon. Right. And my brother is in the background wearing his Baylor hat with just a disgusted look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody says ban a hundred percent. I think a hundred ten percent is worse. 
Yeah. Gives 110%. You cannot mathematically give more than 110%. It has to be 100%. So, uh, anyway. Uh, and uh, somebody said, tell Tom to go yell fire in the movie theater. Words have the power to heal and hurt when they should be used carefully. I think he's smart enough to use decorum in those kinds of situations. When a sports broadcaster uses the words like, a team controls its own destiny. How can a team control their destiny when they still need to win? They have no control over that. Meaning, I guess I you, you, you have to go beyond that part and say they control where they will be in the... Like, for example, Green Bay. If the Packers win Sunday night over the Lions, they are in the playoffs. So they control the destination, their destiny, for being in the postseason. But in order to control it, they must win. So it's a shortened term. Listen, the, the sports broadcasters, we, we take shortcuts, have forever and ever and ever. There's just some things that are. Uh, the phrase, on the season, is grammatically incorrect. Uh, but but guys, they're, they're, they're three and four on the season. Not that it's a grammar issue, but your mentor, Brad Sham, uh, not Brad, Brad, Brad got in trouble for something else, but the phrase, wild card hunt. Vern Lundquist. Was it Vern Lundquist? Vern yeah. Lundquist. Brad's was a different thing. No, 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 no. No. It wasn't wild card hunt. It wasn't. That came, it was uh, punk coverage. Yeah. John Shira is back in punk coverage. That's the one that Brad got twisted up on during, during a cat. No, Brad did during a uh, Cowboys preseason game. Okay. Vern did it uh, in a regular season game between the Cowboys and the Eagles because I heard it. John Shira back in punk coverage, and he didn't say punk coverage. <laughs> So you can figure out what he said. And, and what is it, Well, you said three and four on the season. What should it be? Like, uh, he's three for four. Three and four this season. This it's kind of like that bit you were telling me when okay. North Texas did the name change from North Texas State to North Texas, and somebody asked if they were going to change the letters of the school young, radio young, station. Uh, young lady for the North Texas Daily newspaper uh, asked Dr. Alfred Hurley, the president of the University of North Texas, the day they announced, I remember that in, in 1987, I guess it was, when he said they would be changing the name of the school, and he, he spoke very eloquently. He was a former Air Force colonel. We will be changing the name of the university from North Texas State University to the University of North Texas, and we will be changing what would they would be called branding and marketing and all yeah. that sort of stuff, uh, all of our appropriate signage and things. And, and, of course, the campus radio station, where I cut my teeth and learned a lot of play-by-play and a lot of things. The great Bill Mercer. Yeah, was KNTU. And young lady, just just she just innocently asked, young girl, said, will you be changing the call letters of the campus radio station? And he looked at her, and he smiled benignly and went, <laughs> I don't think so. And it went on for that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Stoner said Mark Holtz, the late, great Mark Holtz, Rangers broadcaster for many years uh, during uh, Rangers, was mixing wild card hunt. Yep. Yeah. He said, I was working the game, said Stoner. Yep, you're absolutely right. Very yep. careful with yep. that one. Yep, you do. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of that. Uh, oh, we have a Palpatine phrase. It is your destiny. And don't forget, coming up <laughs> next, it's going to be not a true Flex 30 Longhorn Notebook hybrid, but it'll be real close. Oh, good. I'm wanting to get some need to get some feedback from Snoop. Something your father should have taught you years ago. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll be back with that coming up here. Light the tower on the horn. 1049-1019-AN1260. We're live, local, and digital on the horn app at hornfm.com.
Bucky and Aaron. I've been watching those, too many of those National Geographic deals with 30 below, you know, where, where they're out there with all kinds of animals. Okay, just got to let you know, because I know you fellows don't know this song, or if you have, it probably disgusted you or many of the others who are a little closer to my age group. This was the number one song at the top of the music charts on this day in 1979. It's called Music Box Dancer by Frank Mills. Number one, this song. It reminds me of that. It's not the same song, but it reminds me of that song that's played in the Peyton Manning skit with uh, in the locker room with um, with Will Forte with the coach, and they start dancing around to that that instrumental thing. The one where I laugh so hard, I, I think a little bit of pee came out, you know, <laughs> which is ironic because it's in that skit where he says he got so scared. A little bit of pee came out, but the the, the the skit was so funny. I laughed so hard that I, I know there were bodily fluids coming because I, I was definitely tearing up laughing so loud on that skit. It's my, one uh, of the greatest skits of all time on SNL. My favorite one involving Peyton Manning still the United Way. That's right there, and it's the same episode. <laughs> yeah. It's the same episode. That was one of the greatest episodes of that. Well, he, goes it, it full, was, he goes full Adam James on that. He kid does into the closet. <laughs> so, but but this song. It, it, while it reminds me that it's a different song, obviously. Uh, so somebody said it's ice cream truck music. <laughs> yes. Uh, somebody else says they know that from the ice cream truck. You know that Snoop from the ice cream truck? Oh yeah, because I, I can picture myself getting the uh, the uh, the ice cream cone sickle with the gumball eye drops. With the gumball eye, there you go. Yeah, uh, not so much where we live now, but when we lived in Buda, the. Uh, Hearing perception of a toddler, whatever the ice cream truck is nearby, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, 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 like Tom, Emily Wolf fan, says, Music Box Dancer was huge. I'm telling you, it, this was the number one song in the United States of America on this day in 1979. Was. What does it say about 1979? You draw your own conclusions. This, it was. Th- this song reminds me of Oak Cliff because I was at my grandma's house in, uh, off Keast in Oak Cliff when I heard this song all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I said it's a it's a classic. Yeah, it makes me feel old. The good work, gentlemen. Uh, oh, and I can hear trailing off when it's leaving. I'd be sad if I didn't get no if I had no money. Always reminds yeah. me of Eddie Murphy. I think it was delirious. Ice cream. Yes, yes. ice cream. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Nate says it's the ice cream man coming. Yeah, get your mother a waffle cone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what? Back to that topic of of. Uh, the uh, phrases that need to be banned are the words or things that just drive you nuts. My mom says Elgin and knows it's pronounced Elgin. It drives me nuts. Uh, did she grow up in the Chicago area? Because it is Elgin, Illinois, up in Chicago. Uh, but there's yeah. Elgin, Texas, Elgin Baylor. Yes. That's a good way to remember yeah, that. They're, they're, somebody says, why is the not? NFL champion called the world champion? The game is only played in one country. This does qualify as world champion. It's a gross misnomer. You know, uh, that, Bobby uh, Valentine always had that bit with the World Series. He yeah. felt like if you want to call it a World Series, let the winner of the league in Japan play the winner of the to the best team in the MLB. Then you'd really have a real World it, Series. It, it, yeah, of course he never had a team good enough. Well, well I know that one with the Mets, I guess. But yeah, somebody said I couldn't. Uh, Jeff says I couldn't care less about people who could care less. Uh, uh, and and uh, yeah, so. Great stuff there. Uh, and somebody else pointed out, Quan had a great block on that Colt McCoy touchdown running. Because in the best part of that play, also banned Waterburger. Because some folks do say Waterburger. Yeah. And, Snoop, are you listening? New Bronzefold. Oh. <laughs> say it for Snoop. Say it. New Bronzefold. Okay, nice. Yes. You drove through there yesterday. Yeah. Yes. I do say Waterburger. 
Yeah, water burger. <laughs> yeah, water burger. Okay. It's time now for our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert. Your Longhorn lender. See if she can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to help us get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can make that 10-day home loan approval work for you. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. Well, to make sure we pay the bills, let's go ahead and uh, do our Flex 30 sounder also, because we'll do a, we'll do a hybrid yes. here. This is a hybrid. Flex That's why we're doing it. for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, Snoop, so real quick, the local recap from your time in San Antonio. Yeah. The All-American Bowl down at the Alamo Dome. The- you had Prince Yellen was not practicing yesterday, but Quentin Joyner was. Also, Novasad was. And Coach Jamal Finner, who joined us uh, every Friday for our weekly coaches interview. Uh, he was on the field coaching the DBs for the West Squad. Yesterday. Yeah, uh, Quentin Joyner wearing number zero. Novasad wearing six, by the way. And, he, and so, and yeah, it was a good time, man. They're having, and Coach Finner looks so happy. I put a picture out like million dollar smile. He just looks like he's having a good time. That's a big so. deal. I, I think I know, Anthony Wood. I know has coached uh, in that mm-hmm. game before. I, Anthony Wood coached wide receivers the year. I forget who all the the other wide receivers were, but I know he had Dorio Green Beckham uh, in his wide receiver room that year. Uh, Nesbitt so yeah. is going to be there, huh? Nesbitt, uh, the guy Nesbitt, is that guy going to be there? I don't know. Maybe not. Never mind. Um, I'll talk about the Texas receiver. Oh, Ryan Niblett, yes. Niblett. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's playing receiver for the for the West team. Yes. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> any, anything stand out, Snoop, with the local guys there, or just, you're just happy to see just, them? Just happy to see them and, and be, uh, be able to bug them. Thank you, Coach Williams, for letting me get closer to the guys. Anthony Williams, shout out, doing yes. a lot of work down there this week. So that's going to do it for the flex part. Uh, but, Snoop, you're going to still be a part of the presentation because Anthony Hill, Ryan Niblett, uh, Jelani McDonald, who's going to make his decision on Saturday. Uh, Peyton Kirkland's there on the East Squad. Tassilia Khan is there for the West team. Uh, those Texas signees slash targets, what, uh, anybody stand out to you yesterday? Um, no. <laughs> this isn't very football special, but I did say that what I noticed about uh, Hill is was his haircut. <laughs> and he has the Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing haircut. And if you don't know, like, guys who have that high box fade it just it just looks a certain way i'm not saying i don't want to like uh, uh stereotype people that look like that but that, if he's gonna be a beast <laughs> and that's my very non-football i guess uh, savvy uh i guess a breakdown of him but also he just looks the part yeah he's so. he's had the kind of week that jonte cook had down at uh, at under armor like we we talked about that yesterday uh but anthony hills had one of those kind of weeks jelani mcdonald honestly uh looking at uh our staff down there, twenty four seven. Not just our horns, twenty four seven staff, but our twenty four seven sports staff that's down there uh, at uh, at the All American Bowl for the West practice yesterday. The two practices, Jelani McDonald was the alpha dog. He was the top performer. That's what we we give the top performer call him the alpha dog. Uh, and he's a guy that Texas likes at linebacker, a couple of positions on defense. Craig, he's playing corner in wow. this game. That tells you what kind of athlete he is, uh, just the versatility he brings to the table. So uh, Jelani McDonald had a really good day yesterday, and again, he'll decide on Saturday between Texas, Oklahoma State, and TCU. He was committed to Oklahoma State uh, at one point. But, yeah, Jelani McDonald was really, really good yesterday. Um, that's going to do it. You can get the Horns 24-7, plenty of All-American Bowl coverage there on the site. Uh, also, our insider piece has been posted looking ahead to the early enrollees, which brings me to the news that came down last night. And, Craig, you and I were talking about this before the show. 
I completely forgot that Ovia Gofu had an extra year of eligibility left using his COVID year, which he's going to use uh, next year. He'll be, he will be elsewhere. Now, it is important to notice, to note, I should say, he's leaving Texas. He got his graduate degree. Mm-hmm. So he went through grad school, did the whole thing. I know you hear some guys grad transfer. They're there for a semester. No, Ovi's got a, a graduate degree from the University of Texas. Uh, you know, he's a guy that was he the most productive player while he was there? No. But what he did was what I'm about to bring up. He helped bridge the gap for one year to let you to allow you to get let Justice Finkley and Ethan Burke and to an extent, Jamon Tapp, let those guys get their feet wet. So now when you get to the spring, really when you get to next week and the start of winter conditioning, now you've got those guys that got a little bit of experience under their belt. Now you can do the whole development process with them. And here's two things to remember about three of those guys. Justice Finkley played, uh, I think, eight or nine games this year. Jamon Tapp redshirted. He didn't play. He played the last game he played was the UTSA game. Didn't play the rest of the games. But Sark did bring him up as far as a guy that made strides during bowl practices. Here's the thing with Ethan Burke. Ethan Burke played in four games during the regular season. He played in the bowl game. But because the NCAA passed that waiver that says, hey, guys that are taking a redshirt year, you can play in the bowl game and it doesn't count against your four games. Which gives you a total of five appearances overall. Ethan Burke got a redshirt this year. About that, even though, even though he played in five games because the fifth game was the bowl game, so that's huge for his development. So you've got those three guys coming in. Uh, Colton Vosick's going to be on campus for spring ball. You've got Darian Gallette from uh, Tig coming in. He could be a guy that plays off ball backer or edge. Same with Tassilia Kana could play off ball backer, could play edge. So you've got you get some really good young depth now to go along. With Baron Sorrell, Craig, uh, it might have gotten lost in the year Jalen Ford had and some other guys had, but Baron Sorrell, 44 tackles, nine tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, a forced fumble, and a PBU, started 11 games. Really, really productive breakout sophomore campaign for Baron Sorrell. And yep, I, know PK, I agree. PK said during the bowl availability, he felt like Baron Sorrell was a guy that he really saw make strides from where he was last year to where he is this year, and he's going to be uh, the lead dog in the pack for those edge guys. One more Texas roster note real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh Yesterday, there were some reports that Jaden Blue was hitting the portal. Right. And we said at Horns 24-7, our sources are telling us it's looking like it's leaning there, but we couldn't confirm with 100% certainty that he was entering the portal, which probably makes sense since he came out yesterday on social media and said that he's locked in. So Jaden Blue is going to be back. So I think uh, people freak out a little too much when they see stuff taken down, you know, like pictures or whatever. They might be just doing... A decorative redesign. The amount of guys doing that for two reasons. One is NIL leverage. The yep. second reason for maybe you got you got in NIL you can do this now. You got with a marketing company that completely wants to redo your socials. Yep. And relaunch them. Uh, those are two really big things. So it doesn't just mean that oh man so and so is transferring. No. But Jaden Blue, we'd heard some rumblings that maybe it was leaning that way. But no, he's he's going to be back. Uh, for for winter conditioning. All right, at we'll least be, that's what he said as of yesterday. We'll be uh, back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn. Chad and give Zay. me the movie that everybody. Now, this tune is from one of my all-time favorite guys, Herb Alpert, obviously. I figured. But this is the song in the Peyton Manning skit in the locker room. (laughs) Casino Royale. 
You know, and you see Will Forte getting into it, and all of a sudden Peyton Manning gets into it. So it, it, it's great. And he's uh, they're waiting for it. And then, it, and then it builds up. So, Charlotte, do you know that song or no? Let's no. hear from Charlotte Howe, shall we? Bug, you got something to say to everybody? Say hello, everybody. No. You don't want to talk? You just said you wanted to talk. You know, Charlotte, you have a you have a very important historical name. Did you know that Charlotte Howe was the wife of Sir Admiral William Howe in the American Revolution for the British? He was head of the entire British Navy. Did you know that? Neither did your dad. I didn't know. He that. didn't know that either. I know. Yeah, I had a feeling that he wouldn't know. Uh, do you want to say hi to Mama if Mama's listening? Yeah, you could do that. Hi, Mama. <laughs> See, you think Mama's listening? I, th- I think she said she was. Charlotte's ready to go get lunch. That's where her. That's where her mindset is. We're all ready for lunch. All right, uh, Snoop, you headed out for lunch? Have you used the Arby's gift card I'm yet? I'm going to use it today. Uh, uh, right before I go get my oil change. Look at you, a double header, knocking it Snoop off. Snoop adulting today. All right. Uh, thanks to our man behind the glass, our producer Snoop Daniel. Thanks as well to uh, Vic Schaefer, Texas women's head coach, for joining us. Uh, now for Jeff Howe, my co-host. I'm Craig White. We thank you for joining us. And invite you to stay tuned. Up next, Chad and Zay. Bye, Mama. We'll visit with you tomorrow. Light the tower.